And we're off. It is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023 AD. Uh, nice. Shout out to uh, my intern. <laughs> um, and we're going to have a fun Tuesday show in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I believe. No, I think we will. Um, Hake's t-shirt collection is greater than JLP's polo collection. Whoa. Big, big words there from the Facebook crew. Uh, what will we talk about? Se acabo. There was an unwanted kiss. Oh, I don't have a picture of it. <laughs> Maybe I can pull the picture in. In the Women's World Cup. Should there even be a Women's World Cup? This woman who had all these tattoos all over her arms got a kiss on the lips from a Spaniard man, a Spanish man, and he may be prosecuted. (laughs) Um, Hawaiian Electric Company, their stock went way down, I guess, and then it it went up again, but not as high as it was, after news about the fires, you know, the fires? And one of theirs might have caused a morning brush fire. Was that related or was it not related to the wildfires in uh, Lahaina that destroyed that town and a whole bunch of people? Terrible. Walmart bashing, some uh, other mess going on in the world, climate scientists, I mean climate activists, not scientists. Well, the scientists are not much better, are they? (laughs) They love to stay paid. We covered that yesterday. But I may tell you about a place in a story from D.C., blocking roads in D.C., and the the cussing liberals are like, we know the planet's melting. You're, You're doing this wrong. There's another way to protest rather than blocking our roads. We're trying, we got to get to work. And they're cussing. (laughs) Angry liberals cussing all the time. Uh, and some other things. There's this black female athlete I've been meaning to talk to and other stuff. Pocket headlines. (sighs) We'll see what we get to, all right? Um, that boy who never went to heaven, but he said that he did because he thought it would get him some attention. (laughs) His story was so shallow, unlike the, uh, story from, uh, Williamson, David Williamson, that we covered in church with JLP and on Friday uh, on the JLP show. So all that, perhaps, and your calls, if you would like to call in. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report, the Hague Report, la, la, la. guys doing i am fine i am wearing my unapologetic american patriot t-shirt isn't that nice 
I think it's nice. Unapologetic American patriot. I bought this back in probably like 2012, 2013 or whatever. Whenever, I think I bought it around the same time that I made myself a custom-made free George Zimmerman. Protect the innocent or defend the innocent, something like that. Free George Zimmerman tee on the, on the front, and it was roughly this color, like a blue. And on the back, it said, defend the innocent, or something like that. Because um, George Zimmerman was being prosecuted unjustly. He never should have been charged or tried. Ridiculous. Clear case of self-defense. Duh. But no, they charged him with murder. Ridiculous. And I bought this around the same time. This was already designed. It's a nice, thick... Thick, thick, uh, ink, whatever you want to call this. I don't know. It's almost paint. And it looks like it's on top of white, a white underprint primer, gesso. <laughs> Unapologetic and white, American patriot in red, 100% cotton. <laughs> and it's sort of an old, Scott, old style fit. I mean, it's nice. Okay. Uh, Let's keep it moving, right? We're live on all platforms, Rumble, Odyssey, DLive, YouTube, kick.com slash the hate report, Facebook, I saw the Facebook crew chiming in there, Twitter, even, there's even one person watching on Twitch. I'm, all, I'm live on Twitch every day, did you know that? Except when I'm suspended, which is not very common. So that's cool. Anyway. Let me dive right into this story about the kissing thing. I'm not a fan of that kissing stuff, but some of those people are. It depends on the culture, right? Se acabo. Hashtag. Or however you say that in Spanish. Se acabo. Se acabo. And what does that mean? It's, it's finished. He's done. <laughs> or something like that. The far-left female... Run outlet The Skim reports the Women's World Cup kissing scandal. It's a scandal. I barely even heard about it. I barely even heard about the Women's World Cup. I would see it sometimes in the CNN headlines and I would skip it because who cares? Who knows? Who cares? Boring. Uh, what, the uh, U.S. were kicked out. Were kicked out of it anyway because they couldn't. They couldn't stand up to it. <laughs> they were not that great this time. Evolved into a criminal investigation. Yesterday, Spanish prosecutors announced they're opening an investigation into whether or not Luis Rubiales, Rubiales should be charged with sexual aggression. I didn't even know that was a word. Sexual aggression. That's a crime? That's such a thing? The instigation, investigation, not instigation, follows an unwanted kiss Rubiales planted on star player Jenny Hermoso. That means handsome. Jenny Hermoso, or pretty, but male version, right? J-E-N-N-I, not J-E-N-N-Y, or I-E. Hermoso, during their World Cup victory earlier this month. Over the weekend, and over the weekend... FIFA suspended Rubiales for 90 days. Who is this Rubiales guy? They don't even tell you what he is. That's how disrespectful the far-left females at the skim are. 
towards this man who was, towards all men. <laughs> Luis Manuel Rubial, Rubiales Bejar is a Spanish football official, former professional player, played as a defender. Ah, I played as a defender. Sort of. Sometimes the wing. Left wing. Did you know? Hey, played left wing. Whoa. Um, appearing in 53 La Liga matches over three seasons. President of the... See, he's president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation. One of UEFA's... Whatever that is. Vice presidents. 46 years old. Born in 77. 5 foot 11. Not that short. You, municipality of... Municipality, can I read, of Las Palmas, Spain. Uh, man, I gotta, I gotta get these pictures over. Okay, hang on, because these are important to the story. But this guy kissed her. He, like, grabbed her, the back of her head, and kissed her on the lips, I think. <laughs> I don't know if this is bad or not. Screenshots going into the folder, Hassan. Hopefully they copied. They're, and they're just called screenshots. So you guys can see what happened. Some of you guys probably already saw it. Don't do sexual aggression, kids. Whatever that even means. I even hate to say the words. Uh, over the weekend, of course, FIFA, which is anti-white, right? Isn't FIFA anti-white? It's anti-racist, so that means it's anti-white. Uh, suspended Rubiales. Apparently they're anti-man. For 90 days. 90 days. Spanish prosecutors now gave Hermoso, Jenny, they should be calling her Jenny, see, look, (laughs) I think that's where he kissed her. And see the tattoos on her arm? I'm not familiar with any of these characters, okay? So I'm learning right alongside you guys. Ugh. But Spaniards are like that. Aren't Spanish people like that? Spanish people are like that. Mexicans are like that. I think, sometimes. Oh, yeah, Mexicans are pretty shameless. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know about kissing them on the lips, grabbing their head and kissing them on the lips. I never witnessed that. But it's kind of a European thing to do. (laughs) James has so much jealousy for never kissing a girl, says Wayne Stapleton. You don't know me. Never unwantedly. Never a star soccer player who might be... Never mind. Not going to get into that. Uh, So they're giving... The Spanish prosecutors are saying, Jenny Hermoso, you can get... You you have 15 days to file a so-called sexual assault complaint against this man, Rubiales. Luis Rubiales which they need in order to move forward with a case against him. Are they volunteering this? And this is that gal. I guess it's that gal. Sort of a light-skinned, dark-skinned, Hispanic sort of thing. Not a white Spaniard, but probably considered a white Hispanic. But anyway... uh, Rubiales has refused to resign. This guy who has refused to resign amid um, this drama. He's vowed to fight till the end. <laughs> and get this. This is funny. Luis Rubiales' mother locked herself in a church 
In southern, in southern Spanish, writes the far left females of the skim. It's called southern Spain skim ladies. Yeah, ignorant ladies. Busy bodies. And, and is on a hunger strike. His mother, who, he kissed her, right? He kissed this gal. And his mother's locked herself in a church and is on a hunger strike. She, pl- she said she plans to strike day and night over the inhumane hunt against her son. Mama. <laughs> Show that guy. Show the, uh, I don't know if, I, I think I have a picture of him somewhere. Oh, did I include that one of, I don't know if I include, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, there's one more that I think I, that I screenshotted that I want to put in there, if I can find it. No. Okay. Give me a sec. Let me tell you about his mother. Oh, uh, I already told you about his mother. Meanwhile, in Madrid, hundreds, hundreds of busybodies gathered in support of Jenny Hermoso as Spain's Sports Tribunal and Spanish Football Federation met. They discussed Rubiales' future and asked him to resign. They said the unacceptable behavior has caused great damage to the image of Spanish soccer. They want to abolish... This looks sort of traditional. Doesn't it look sort of traditional? I don't know what... I don't know what... I don't know how much of a kiss it was. Because not all kisses are the same. So I can't really judge on the... Hake, I've never seen any Mexicans kissing in public much. Only not morally straight ones. I've seen kids in public a few times. No one should kiss in public, says Latine. I know, but this is... Look at that. He's grabbing the back of her head. That's more of a Euro, Euro kiss. You know how Europeans will kiss you on the forehead or maybe on the lips? Not me. But they'll kiss a person on the forehead or lips or the cheek or whatever. Don't they, like, kiss the two sides of the face? When I say Mexicans, I mean Mexicans in terms of how how they will just stare at a woman shamelessly. (laughs) And catcall maybe more shamelessly. And grab more shamelessly. That's what I'm talking about with regard to the Mexicans. Latin A instead of Latin X. Uh... That's what I'm referring to. Did he give her a French kiss? Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't say that, kids. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> Free R. Kelly as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. It kind of matters what type of thing it was. Uh, what did the lady say? She's all, at no time did I... Oh, man, where did this go? Ju, 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 ju. Ah, here it is. Okay, one more screenshot coming into the folder so you can just see the guy. <sighs> I'm just chuckling at the picture of this guy smiling. See, acabo. The far left females at the skim made this their top story. And he looks all. He looks like she might be mad if he kissed her. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe it depends on the guy whether she would accept it. But she said that she at no point uh, consented to be kissed. It was just forceful. <laughs> I wonder if he apologized to her, though. Because he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, 
I didn't know you didn't want that or like that. You could say that, right? And still maintain a, some manly dignity, maybe? <laughs> anyway, shortly after winning its first Women's World Cup title, La Roja, I guess that's the name of the Spanish team, found itself at the center of a scandal that put sexism, no such thing, at the forefront of a sport that's struggling to overcome it. Now they just want to fall all over themselves, kissing up to women. Now players and fans are, are saying, hashtag, se acabo. It's over. And calling for Rubiales' resignation. Luis Manuel Rubiales Mejar. President of the Royal Spanish Football Federation. Resign. Terrible, huh? Ridiculous. Wayne, Wayne's, trying to, Wayne's trying to dig into my personal life. Tell us, when was the last girl you kissed? Not counting your family members. Be quiet, Wayne. Are you uh, one of those foreigners who's all into kissing and telling? Ugh. Nasty. <laughs> Haig thinks all Mexicans steal? Asks Steve C. Where did that come from? <laughs> okay. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. That's the update on the dumb melodrama women. They complain about women in they complain about women in the military. Oh, harassment has gone up. A whole lot of sexism and stuff like that. Maybe they shouldn't be involved so much in that mess in uh, the uh, military. Okay, let me get to this story. This is uh, an update on the Hawaiian fires. Some of you guys are very emotional about it for some, I want to say some odd reason. I guess it's not that, that odd to be emotional about a whole lot of people dying in this fire. Oh, yeah, some of, the, some of them are mothers. People have called my show are mothers who, oh, because I'm a mother, I want to, I wish that, I could have been there to comfort them or something like that before they died. I wonder how much that matters. They're going to die anyway. Die alone or die with a, a woman to comfort them. I don't see the... That's not being logical. But whose stock went flying, the far-left females at the skim say? Hawaiian Electric Company. Hawaiian Electric Company. Reminds me kind of of, what was that, GE or General, was it General Electric or some Southern California something or other? Edison? I don't know. I feel like there was another electric company who's sparked a crazy fire in California. Well, and you can't just blame them, but you kind of have to partly blame them, right? Because aren't they supposed to maintain their stuff so that sparks don't fly and start a fire? Or clear the area so that... If sparks were to fly, which they shouldn't, but if they do, then the area is clear. It falls on non-flammable ground, right? Although there is high winds, right? So high winds can carry a... I don't know if high winds can carry a spark far, but high winds can carry an ember far, a burning ember. What's an ember? It's something that's burning. That's all I know. Yesterday, the electric utility company's stock price went up more than 40%. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. But I didn't know that it actually had gone down 
uh, earlier in the month, 70%. 70% this month. So it fell 70%, went up 40%. Oh, pfft, okay. So it just somewhat maybe partly connect, corrected. Who knows? The jump comes after the company defended itself against a lawsuit filed by Maui County. Maui is also a county in addition to being an island in Hawaii. Blaming them for the deadly wildfires that spread throughout the island. And I wonder how true that is, or if it's true, or if it's... You know, you can't just blame the uh, electric companies, I started to say, because the people who are managed the, the land... It's somebody's land, right? It's either the federal government or the state government or the local people who own it or somebody. And somebody's supposed to make it so that fires don't go quite so out of control, maybe, right? Hopefully. Trump has talked about this, raking the area, clearing the brush that's uh, likely to go out of control with fires. Is, is that the reason for Canada's fires going so crazy out of control? <sighs> so the company said that their power lines were knocked down by high winds caused by a... M- high winds caused by a morning brush fire. Whoa. So there was a morning brush fire. Oh, no, it caused a morning brush fire. Okay, that makes more sense. So high winds knocked their power lines down and caused a morning brush fire. Well... They say their power lines were off when a second fire sparked later that day. But how did that second fire spark? Could it, could it be from an, a flying ember from that brush fire, given that there were high winds and flying embers can, can fly for miles and miles, right? Fire people, you understand this stuff? No arsonists listen to Hague, that's for sure. I disavow arson. Now shares of the utility company were up to $13.56, their largest jump ever, because they had their biggest fall ever, or one of their biggest falls. The stock fell about 70% this month, putting it on track for its worst month yet. Huh. Huh. I thought they said it was climate change, which it was. It was. It is, (laughs) for the sake of my channel. (laughs) It is climate change, but it's also mismanagement and corruption and Incompetence. (laughs) Who knows? You're never going to get the truth out of these people because they're not honest. Liberal-run area. Maybe there's a few honest people. Maybe we will get a little bit of truth out there. Right? There are honest people in Hawaii. Some of them call into the JLP show. Have I ever heard from somebody in Hawaii? Let me get to Grant in the UK. You can call in 1-888-775-3773. Grant, thanks for calling, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm okay. Can you hear me clearly? I can. Happy Men's History Month. Nice. Happy Nice. That's a cool to say that. <laughs> you too. Um, Thank you. I was just listening to the end of... Sorry if I... I seem to ask questions that aren't on the topic that you're talking about. So oh, you're fine, that. man. What do you want to talk about? Go ahead. Yeah, I just I was listening to the end of Jesse's uh, show just then, and he said that it's you know I'm paraphrasing, but he says something along the lines of it seems like the way people get to 
God or like contentment is through pain. And I was wondering, do you think, have you ever heard the saying where it says, uh, I can't remember how it goes, it's like good men create, no, bad, bad times create hard men, hard men create, something like that. And it's like a cycle of like life where yeah, yeah. hard times will create strong. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the only route in our modern day to find God for maybe everyone is to go through hard times? Or do you think there's someone out there who doesn't let the world affect them in any way and is content no matter what? Or do you think that the cycle of having to go through a hard time creates the men that have contentment in their heart? Uh, I think that it's, I think that it helps. I don't know if it's yeah. necessary, necessarily. But I think that it, I think it helps. Because even the Bible talks about, let me not be too rich that I yeah. uh, forget God, or something like that. And let me not be so poor that I'm tempted to steal or whatever. Of course, rich people are tempted to steal too. But, so, I think that there's, it's, I don't think you have to though. I don't think you have to. I really don't think so. Because it's not about the physical. Everybody has, everybody has inner turmoil and mess. People are spoiled, mm. and some of them get better. You'll notice that the people, rich and poor, there are rich people who wake up, and there are poor, maybe, people who wake up, and then there's normal people who are kind of, they have lightweight physical struggles. But I don't think, yeah. what, what are you thinking? What, what are you saying? It's just interesting. Like, I think... Um well, considering that we all have to be born again, it seems like that innately would create struggle. Because before you're born again, you're probably just living in a state of struggle, even if you haven't, quote-unquote, gone through something that people view as severe or whatever. Yeah. Maybe simply just being, you know, maybe simply just being born in this world no matter what's happened to you, extreme or not, because you're born through the flesh, yeah, you are in struggle. So, yeah, that's I think, what I yeah. think it is. I think that the the pain that you have to face is, uh, is uh, fleeing temptations, letting go of ego attachments, things like that. Which is something that that other that worldly shallow people will say, "Oh, he's never known struggle," or "Oh, he's only had so struggle." They don't. It has little to do with the the spiritual inward uh, pain that people people face that everybody uh, either faces or runs from and covers up. Right. Yeah. I mean, really quick as well, like there was that thing that you guys were listening to and then I went to listen to it, that guy called David Williamson. Yeah, and the near-death um, experience. 
the near-death experience. And, yeah, that was really, really profound to me as well because something Nick said that I, he said it in church, I think, like, that I really agreed with is I completely believed him. Like, my heart and my gut could just... I think we can innately see if someone is doing something through their own wants and desires and if someone's doing something through truth. And I think that when I listened to that guy speak, it was, like, obvious that he was speaking from a place of truth. Yeah. And, yeah, like, through my own experience, it just seems like there is no escaping uh, pain. And because before we're born again, we interpret pain as something... Uh, against us or something um, uh, that we don't like we, we you know we have this sense of fear from it before we're born again now that if something like severe happens to me in, in the world now and I don't overreact it's because I'm living within the spirit and I don't listen to the flesh so it seems like it's just an amount like every single human being has to go through the experience of um, being reborn which is in some respects pain Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, man. All right, cool. I just wanted to hear your opinion. Right on, Grant. Appreciate you, man. It's all right, yeah. Well, happy, I'll say it to you as well, happy Men's History Month, which is so, I, I love it. That's going to become, I feel like in the next, like, 20 years, that's just going to become something they say in schools, and that'd be great. Maybe. But, Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you, sir. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Grant in the UK. Pain. Is pain required to wake up? <sighs> nice. <sighs> Let me tell you about this story. I mentioned the climate activists yesterday. Frustration at climate activists blocking roads it's happened in the uk speaking of the uk it's happened elsewhere speaking of elsewhere <sighs> but this time it happened in dc i didn't know that there i guess they would why wouldn't they uh and there's so much cussing i'm not going to play the clip at this time but there are videos f- shared by ford fisher f-o-r-d that's his first name fisher f-i-s-c-h-e-r And he tweeted this out yesterday, I want to say, early morning or so. Video thread on Saturday morning, DEC emergency, D-E-C, declare emergency, right? That's their, DEC emergency is their username on Twitter. We are deeply within a climate emergency state, but people are not aware of it. And that's their quote from Professor Hans Schellnhuber, Schellnhuber. S-C-H-E-L-L-N-H-U-B-E-R, director of Potsdam Institute. Uh, Siren emoji SOS surrounding that statement. So they're climate radicals. Climate, yeah, want to be pretending like they're protecting the environment in their minds, right? Uh, Climate activists blocked a street in Washington, D.C. again, again. Their third time this week. This time, several drivers got out and started yelling, I want to go to work! 
And more than that, they were cussing. Woman cussing, a black dude may have been cussing and helping, an Asian man, Asian looking man anyway, uh, maybe have been cussing. The woman was definitely cussing. Why are women so cussy nowadays? They cuss more than it? It's ridiculous, some of them. Um, but this Asian man was ripping the banner from the people. They're sitting on the ground, Indian style. And pushing them. Dragging them. Or at least dragging their banners and throwing them off to the side. Grabbing their banners out of their hands. And it was video taken by Will. Uh, and up raw. Will Allen Duprah. Will Allen hyphen Duprah. Wall and Uprah. He's a photojournalist and a videographer in D.C. and Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, when police arrived, reports Ford Fisher on Twitter, better known as X now, we should call it X. When police arrived, they recognized one of the climate activists blocking the road as having been arrested in a similar act just on Wednesday. So last Wednesday, they arrested this guy. And then uh, on Saturday, the cops recognized him. You're under arrest for contempt of court, an officer declared. Or maybe it was a female officer, don't know. Drivers clapped and cheered, yeah, as he was handcuffed. (laughs) It was funny because one of the women, the woman who was cussing, I think, is like, we know the planet's melting. We're on your side. You're doing it wrong. There's other ways to... Protests. <laughs> Ridiculous. You guys get what you deserve, dumb D.C. liberals. Don't say dumb kids. Uh, police typically give three warnings before arresting roadblockers, but this was their third time, so they were expecting maybe another warning. These uh, roadblockers in D.C. Sitting in the middle of the road. They're lucky somebody doesn't run over them. I've seen so many cases where people get run over. Remember that there was one BLM activist who went flying in the air, and it was hit by a black, a black driver hit the black BLM activist during a 2020 riots, and insurrection is really what it was. Uh, some of it was peaceful insurrection. Because <laughs> they want to overthrow the system, right? They hate white people. They have hatred in their heart for all people, really. Uh, and then the hate people who are hate-filled also run over them or through them or whatever. There's been people who, back, I saw one guy back up after he was up to, nose up to a climate activist blocking the road. Back up, turn around, back up. And then he like revved his engine and blew his exhaust at the, at the protester and he got up and left. <laughs> terrible. I say terrible, but it's amusing. Police typically give three warnings before arresting roadblockers in D.C., but this time they gave one. You're not getting three warnings. As some began leaving the road, MPD's Jason Bagshaw said, everyone's under arrest and had all of them cuffed. Nice. (laughs) Is that nice out of malice for these people blocking the roads? Y'all know you haven't done the proper warnings? said one of the climate activists in handcuffs, y'all, having expected three warnings and a chance to avoid arrest. We don't have to, an officer told her. Oh, it was a female saying y'all. Before all of them, including their police liaison, 
liaison. That means go-between, right? I, I think. Pretty sure. We're taken away. And so they, he shares the full video on his YouTube. Angry drivers confront climate protesters blocking D.C. Street. Grab banners before arrests. News to share. News with the number two, share. All one word. N2S reports on YouTube. That's Ford Fisher's thing. And Ford Fisher is a solid guy, by the way. A fair-minded guy, Ford Fisher is. Here's my little plug for that guy. Because he's the one from whom I learned the truth, besides from Trump, of the... Well, also I heard it from uh, other people, like uh, the guy who was there, who, one of the guys who was there. Um, remember, remember the Unite the Right rally? Unite the Right, Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, when the female white Black Lives Matter supporter, I guess that's what she was, got hit by a car, allegedly. She had maybe a heart attack, and she died after that, getting hit by the car when the, when the James Fields, I think it was James Fields, drove into the crowd. He was getting his car beaten on by uh, Antifa. You can see video of his car getting beaten and like... It looked like this, the rear light got smacked out, like at least broken. At least the cover got broken, maybe, by a Antifa with a stick before he drove down that alley and drove into that crowd of, full of blacks and, and whites and BLM activists, and so-called anti-racists, protesting against these whites who were protesting the tearing down of General Robert E. Lee's statue and other monuments and things. Unite the right. Trump told the truth. Richard Spencer said it was, there were civic nationalists there. Richard Spencer was an alt-right guy at the time, I guess. Civic nationalists, which just means people who are pro-America. They don't like the tearing down of these monuments. Basically like what Trump is. Trump is like, he's for America, all races. He wants the immigrants to come in, but legally. I don't want the immigrants to be coming in like this. I think we have other solutions. Get rid of... Uh, Get rid of all this birth control stuff and subsidies and stuff like that. And uh, get rid of welfare so that the, and unemployment and minimum wage so that the people go back to work so we don't need these immigrants. Uh, nothing wrong with being a nationalist, says Rich L. Indeed, indeed. It's all about the heart. <laughs> uh so Ford Fisher was there on the scene, and he told the truth about what happened. It was mostly the left attacking the right, the anti-racists attacking the so-called racists. The whites were not, by and large, the aggressors, with the exception of those, maybe those people who were, like, eagerly punching and uh, getting into fights. <laughs> there, were, there was one group, and it was not that guy who was called a crying Nazi. I don't think that he was necessarily eager for getting into a fight. There were others who were, though. They were, like, ready to fight. Because they're so sick of... Maybe because they're so sick of Antifa and they got angry about it. Antifa attacking innocent people. So that guy told the truth about what had happened. Ford Fisher, he was there. And I remember he was interviewed by the We Are Change people. You know, they're like liberals, but they're not for the government, uh, which is so evil. I saw that interview, Ford Fisher. So since then, I've been aware of his news to share and Ford Fisher uh, footage. He's like a fair-minded... I don't even know where he stands politically. 
probably like a kind of a normie liberal, except he's not so normie because he knows what's going on. He says that he's, he said something interesting. Ah, let me see inside of, oh man, there was, okay, so I know the gist of what he said. You know how some people get mad and and punch these guys or drag them off? Their, Their mindset, these pacifist climate activist people, Take the beating. Take the beating. (laughs) Whether you agree with them or not, and I don't, they are, they're committed to that nonviolence thing because it helps their propaganda. It's propaganda. Communists are like that too. Communists dress up, which is what they are. They're communists. Dress up in a suit. (laughs) I should have gotten this video for you. Maybe I'll play this for you tomorrow or something. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the video and this woman is all in her miniskirt. Oh, and it's mildly attractive, like middle age, maybe middle aged, maybe younger. And she's like cussing and getting in the face of the camera and all kinds of stuff, yelling and cussing and giving all this attitude and she's white. But she's giving like a almost black head-shaking mo- attitude. <laughs> I'll have to get it for you uh, tomorrow or something. Later this week. Apologies. I don't have it. But I'm amused even watching it. Uh, they are they're committed to it in their delusion. You know how there are people who are not sincerely wrong? Well, these people are sincerely wrong. They're insincere and they're wrong? Well, these are maybe sincere and wrong. Evil. Blind leading the blind. There's a lot of people like that who sincerely believe in all that mess. You, men- you heard mention from my caller, Grant from UK, of that, uh, that guy, David Williamson, who was into the black thing, and he really believed in that the whites hated him, and he hated them back. <laughs> Oops, I spit. Cracked me up. The chat. Oh, what the heck? (laughs) Okay, I'm just getting a little thrown off and amused at the chat. Okay, let me double check for Super Chats because I don't like to go too long without reading them. I did see a couple came in here. Over on buymeacoffee.com slash the Hake Report, truck driver bought a coffee referring to Hake News saying, James, you kill me each time you say scared woman-led CDC. LOL, lots of laughs. Lots of laughs is a hat tip to the late, great Colin Flaherty. I know it's laughing out loud, okay? But he said, LOL, lots of laughs. Cool, huh? Uh, I spilled my coffee today, he said. But it's true. Women in power are killing society. Yeah, and I told you, I showed you how they replaced that one woman at the CDC, that one who said... We're doing great against the China virus, but I'm scared that Rochelle, I know her name because, oh, there's a super chatter called Forever Rochelle. Rochelle Walensky, Walensky, not a Christian. She was replaced by some other unchristian woman at the CDC. You thought Trump was bad, and he is, about appointing women to different positions of power. 
Well, Sleepy Joe Biden is even worse. Disgusting. And he puts not morally straight people in charge, which Trump did too, I know. But Biden puts even worse ones, in my opinion, in the, like the Department of Transportation. Infiltrating everywhere. Shameful. Shameful, shameful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And female-minded liberal males, truck driver. Great coffee there. Thank you, man. I'm sure she's another scared woman because she's not a Christian. (laughs) When I say not a Christian, I'm thinking about Zeus's call and American Anchor Baby. Just because Vivek is is a uh, Hindu doesn't automatically disqualify him just because he's not a Christian, (laughs) he said. Another super chat on... uh, buymeacoffee.com slash the Hague Report. Tabor. Is it Tabor or Tabor or something else entirely? Jay Eaton bought a coffee. Oops, I doxed him. I mean, he says his whole name. Uh, after watching you guys butcher my name, oh, here it is. After watching you guys butcher my name week after week, I looked up the pronunciation of my name to make sure I was pronouncing it right. Oh, I know, but you can pronounce it how you want is what I always heard. Maybe that's a mama rule. It's Tabor. Tabor. It's the mountain in the Bible where the transfiguration happened. Not sure was that is. I'm not quote-unquote transfiguration. Not sure was that is. I think he might mean what that is. I'm not really into the trans movement. (laughs) And then, hmm, emoji with his hand on his chin and furrowed eyebrow emoji. Nice. Tabor. Tabor. Pronounce. There's a college called Tabor. Here, here, here. Let's do what Nick the American Anchor... Oh, in the world. I just somehow... Let's hear what... This is what American Anchor Baby did on his show. Tabor. You hear that? Tabor. Slow. Tabor. Tabor. (laughs) Tabor. Oh, Lord, I shouldn't have done that. My mic is all messed up. And it's not just my mic. It's the whole JLP Network's mic. Now, now poor Joel Friday TV will have to deal with this. No, it's, it's fine. It looks good. Deal with this mic. Tabor. Tabor. No, no, no. I, I fixed it, Nick. Don't worry. Thank you. Uh, Tabor. J. Eaton. Are you black? Because I can only imagine that a black would be called, named after a mountain in the Bible, (laughs) where the transfiguration happened. Tabor. Tabor College, Tabor City in North Carolina. Uh, Sergei Taboritsky. Tabor Academy. Mount, Mount, Tabor Mountain, Mountain in Israel. Mount Tabor, located near Lower Galilee, Israel, Israel, at the eastern end of the Jezreel Valley. Cool names. Reminds me of the Bible. Mount Tabor is located off Highway 65. (laughs) Is that true? Wait. Wow, okay. Is that true? Is that the same Mount Tabor? Anyway, whatever. It's mentioned in the book of Jeremiah, the Old Testament. 
but with a different name, I guess. And Josephus, too, the historian, uh, wrote about it, too. Cool. Mount Tabor is shaped almost like half a sphere, suddenly rising ra- uh, from rather flat surroundings and reaching a height of 575 meters, 1886 feet. That's considered a mountain? That sounds like a hill. Maybe that's still a mountain. Dominating, I don't know, my meters. That's a quarter, that's just a, like three-eighths of a mile, right? Something like that? That's not that tall. I guess it's pretty tall. Anyway, they call it a mountain. Yeah, they say Highway 65. Who knew? <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you, Tabor J. Eaton. I'm glad that, I, glad that we now have no excuse for butchering your name because we kept on calling it to bore. <laughs> your, your super chats are not a bore, not to hake anyway. Uh, let me check over on DLive and elsewhere. We're fine all there on Rumble, the Rumble rants. Thank you, guys. Let's cover this real quick. Uh, Shikari, speaking of names, I kept on calling her name Shikari. Do I have her pictures in the folder? Like a folder of Shikari. Sh- yeah, Shikari Richardson. I... I told you guys about her in Hake News last week. Shakari Richardson. S-H-A. So it should be Shaw. Kari. Shaw Kari. But it's Shakari. S-H-A. Apostrophe. Capital C-A-R-R-I. Richardson. 23 years old. She's a fast runner, okay? Runs fast. Sprinter. Gal. You know, for a girl, anyway. Probably beat, hey, I don't know if she beat Hassan. Hassan's quick, I think. Uh, would not beat the American Anchor Baby, not in uh, Trump Force One, anyway. 23-year-old gal. Uh, this is a puff piece about her. Always fight. Shakari Richardson is fiery, blunt, and one of the best things in sports, says Mike Freeman uh, on USA Today article out last week, uh, the 23rd of August. And she, I think that he's all excited about her because she's black. That's the only reason. USA Today is a far-left outlet, right? Far-left extremist outlet. This gal is 23 years old, so you can cut her some slack for being into whatever she's into. Raised by her grandma and her aunt. So you can cut her some slack if she has some attitude and is all into the black thing, all right? Uh, she found out her birth mother died by way of a reporter, uh, according to the uh, far-left Wikipedia, which I don't know if that's true. A reporter asking, asked her about it, and she found out, oh, my birth mother died? And she took marijuana after that. I laugh, but she, she took marijuana. Normally you either... Smoke marijuana. Don't do that, kids. Or you eat it in, like, something gross. You turn something tasty into something gross by putting it into the tasty thing. I guess. I don't know. Thankfully, I wouldn't know. (laughs) I don't know if it has any... I don't know if it alters the flavor too horribly. Hopefully, I never find out. Get tricked. Take this. No. No! 
Don't take stuff from strangers or friends whom you don't quite trust, kids. <laughs> anyway, uh, took marijuana after that, after her, her uh, birth mother died. Oh, and she got in trouble for marijuana, too. Oh, yeah, she wears this wild hair a lot. And, like, thick, like, eyebrow things. And probably has those acrylic nails that Joelle Friday does not like. Pretty fit. Look at, the, look at that shoulder and arm. Has tattoos all over her. Almost looks a touch mannish, but still a lady. A young lady, right? Oh, this is terrible. She... T- I almost don't even want to repeat this. She tweeted that she had a girlfriend in 2021. And she shouted out the LGBTQs that June in 2020. June 2021. You know, because June is... They try to take over June and pervert the rainbow and pervert the month of June. They're trying to pervert the whole season of summer up in, in Canada. Don't fall for it. We're taking back summer. <laughs> One month left or less. Just a few weeks left of summer. So uh, USA Today, Mike Freeman is all excited about this. He's writing that she's unapologetically black. After Shakari Richardson became the fastest woman in the world at the, at the 2023 Track and Field World Championships Monday in Budapest, Hungary. This is a couple weeks ago, right? Or so. At least a week. Running a 10.65 to win her first ever world title. 10.65 seconds for 100 meters. That's pretty fast. That's flying. I think I could run a 13 when I was a freshman in high school. Or maybe it was 14. <laughs> No, really? I could have run faster than 14. I don't know. I don't know. But 10.65, that's some hefty, fast-twitch muscles. And she's just shy of Flo Joe. But Flo Joe, who's dead, so she died. <laughs> she had... It's controversial because she might have had the wind behind her. So anyway... uh, I don't want to take anything away from Flo jo. Rest in peace, Flo jo. I was a kid when she was in the Olympics. Or a young man, anyway. Uh, faster than the speed of some starships, says Mike Freeman, this guy. This male who wrote this USA Today article. Black. She sat in a post-race press conference that in some ways was entertaining as a sprint. In it, Richardson, who doesn't often speak to the media, showed why she is one of the strongest, fiercest, take-no-mess American athletes. I learned what mess was by being on the JLP show and hearing him talk about mess. Mess is like gossip, interpersonal drama, um, unnecessary anger and bickering, and uh, attitude. That type of thing is means mess. And... Uh, That's what I learned mess was. So those of you who may not know, that's what mess is. I didn't know that, but I learned that. It's a black thing, I guess. Or maybe it's a southern thing, and the whites told the blacks this. She's a multifaceted force who will irritate some people and even anger them, but in the end, always amaze them. (laughs) Fawns this black dude. Show the headline again with that black guy. It's like the first screenshot you showed. He's like fawning all over this guy. You, you see him in the, right underneath the headline? Zoom in on that person's face because this is the person who's 
like worshiping this 23 year old girl. And he's like, oh, old. Well, not that old. <laughs> he's like, all worshiping this black young woman. Uh, she is, to be blunt, one of the best things going on in all of sports, he says. She is also, without question, and greatly and admirably, unapologetically black, <laughs> he writes. This guy. This guy. We need an unapologetically white person to be like, so that we can fawn all over this unapologetically white. And it has to be a man, because we don't worship women in the white world. <laughs> Nor men, either. But we can be like, unap- white and unapologetic American patriot. <laughs> black women are all... This guy claims... This guy. He looks kind of like... If you squint, if you look, do a casual glance, almost a little bit like Jay-Z, except for maybe a little bit more light-skinned. Okay, maybe not. They all look the same. Hillary Clinton said it. Black women are all... Fa- This guy makes the claim that black women are often asked to behave with a certain level of timidity. I don't know who who's telling them that. I don't I've never heard that. Maybe that's the black world that they're asked to behave with a certain level of timidity. That's because they're anything but timid, except for some of them are quite timid, which that's not good either. Can't talk too loudly or be too good. Who's who's is this in his imagination, or is this in the collective black communist uh, false identity imagination? I said communist because it's collective, right? Collective black imagination, they're asked to be, not be too loud or too, or too uh, good? Who told them this? Or is this in his imagination? We've seen this phenomenon with numerous black, and he capitalizes the B in the word black because he kisses up, women athletes, most notably Venus and Serena Williams. Huh? I don't know that that's true. I mean, tennis, you're supposed to be somewhat polite and ladylike. But they've mostly been somewhat ladylike, right? Those Venus and Serena. I know that sometimes they're like... (laughs) Mostly the whites have been reprimanded for saying, Oh, guerrilla, she's doing guerrilla warfare out there. Or playing tennis like a guerrilla. But guerrilla like guerrilla warfare. Like... Taking shots where you don't expect. Lying in wait. Type of thing. That's what the guy meant. And he got in trouble because they thought gorilla like, ooh, ooh, like Matilda the gorilla. And that's supposed to be racist. And he didn't even mean it like that. And some white guy got in trouble for that. Something like that. Fired, maybe. Years ago. So the whites have been asked to accommodate the blacks, if anything. But I guess they both feel their victimhood. Right? The whites... Because of the fake racism accusations and the blacks because they're angry and suspicious anyway. Uh, And sometimes they're just loud. And there's nothing wrong always. It's not always wrong to be loud. Anyway, this Shakari Richardson woman, according to that, this, this person will have none of it. She's herself and doesn't care what you think. Fawns this guy. He's gushing all over her. That type of agency, agency, is powerful. And you can, almost, you can see it almost radiate off of her during that press conference. If you take away the black in, the front, in front of the woman and another woman reacts the same way, she told Teen Vogue, this Shakari woman told Teen Vogue, Teen Vogue is evil. They're nasty, co- perverted. It's, it's not considered as sassy or aggressive, she says. 
I think that's in her imagination too. My personal opinion. And this guy says, she's far from perfect. She's made mistakes. She will make more. I wish that the whites would be treated with such uh, grace. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't mind it. Uh, it's something to talk about. The double standard. This is what people in their 20s do, he says. Yeah, I mean, I know. Kind of like that one kid. Remember that kid? 13-year-old uh, Justin Bieber when he said... <laughs> American Anchor Baby reminded me of it. That joke about why are blacks afraid of chainsaws? Because it says, run, n-word, n-word, n-ga, 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 n-ga. Funny. But the person said, don't say it, and he said it. And he was not even in his 20s when he said that one. But, oh, he, I mean, his career is fine. But he, like, gushed and apologized or something. I forget. Uh, Her social media habits are all, at times, questionable. Questionable. And even someone who is extremely pro-black made a, has made a horrible mistake in liking an anti-Jamaican post on Twitter. And I have no idea what this backstory is, but is it okay to criticize Jamaicans? Shout out to the Jamaicans. I know some Jamaicans. But it's okay to criticize the Jam- I don't know what the specifics are, but ooh, horrible mistake. If you're pro-black, you can't like an anti-Jamaican post. Dumb. She seems to have learned from those days without losing her brashness. Those lessons may have actually started taking shape several years ago. The attention comes with the big personality, and I have no problem with it, Shakari said to the New York Slimes in 2021, when she was probably 21. It makes me work so I don't end up looking crazy. So, what a mess. Raised by her mother and her aunt. No, grandma and her aunt. And she was suspended for pot. But she took pot, according to her, because she was grieving for her mother. (laughs) I laugh, but it's... Terrible. So, another lost but talented young lady being celebrated for dumb stuff. Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, let me get to uh, more of your calls after this break. It's Men's History Month. I'm past the top of the hour. Uh, Now it's time for some music. It's Stavesacre time. Manly voiced sort of liberal stavesacre christian band from the 90s saint eric's plan parts one and two i hope you enjoy it you musical philistines is from the 1999 album speakeasy saint eric's plan e-r-i-k-s-p-l-a-n all one word and saint is s-t like street but saint saint eric's plan part one and two parts one and two hope you enjoy it I'll be right back to talk you through it. You musical Philistines, you can cover your ears, sing la la la, press mute, go outside for six minutes or three minutes, and then come back when I'm trying to talk you through it, or, or whatever. Crack the whip, get it cracked on you, keep a good attitude. I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2. Hang tight.
brought it down to give you guys a nice break because it goes on and on we're in part two now somebody said unlike Shikari Stavesacre never has to worry about being too good the black female athletes <laughs> Carver 531 I'll turn up the music the volume again here but uh, or I said it to turn him up again but I just thought I'd give you a nice it's not too bad right but this part's kind of repetitive, so I give you guys a break. Nice, huh? I will get back to your calls, guys, and your super chats. Not too bad, right? Maybe the chorus will be good, <laughs> says Mike Gibson. <laughs> These two songs, St. Eric's Plan and Eric's Plan Part 2, in the playlist. Nice, spoiler alert. Thank you, man. This is the song where you, there it is. Reconstruct. Reconstruct. 
Yeah, he probably listened to Hoover State. No, I don't listen to Hoover State. No, they don't cuss. Reconstruct through self-destruction. I have more videos to make for you guys. The song is skipping a... No, it's like that. It's artistic. They're jamming. They're jamming. The background is nice to look at, at least. Yeah, we're looking at the Mount Wilson Trail. From... from Sierra Madre. Beautiful area. Next to Arcadia, north of Arcadia. Next to Pasadena. Beautiful area. Hassan playing with the volume. No, that was Hake. I turned it down so we could talk over it. Hake talking over this? Not great. Reconstruct, build back better. Communist. Through self-destruction. I like the noises. I'm a fan of noise. Amazing song. Thank you, Fresh and Fit 8. Fresh, fresh Fit and 8. Is this annoying? Or is it kind of cool? <laughs> Peace and quiet. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that beautiful music. I got to get back to calls. John is a first-time caller in Atlanta, Georgia. John, are you there? Yeah. Hey. Uh, there he is. Hey, man. Hey, Griffith. Hey. Where have all the cowboy boots and cowboy hats gone? The Hake, Yusuf, received freight over the road 20, 30, 35 years ago, big warehouses, nothing but cowboy boots, cowboy hats. Today, you can learn three or four languages in six months if you keep your ears open. Wow. What happened, Mr. Hake? I'm going to say it was the massive airlifts out of uh, Eastern Europe after the civil wars that were there in the 90s. Okay, nice. So, anyway, this is, this is what we have today. We have massive immigration, a lot of these industries being taken over. Where has the white man gone? I'm out here every day, and the people are just diminishing. Our own people that were born here. Yeah, it's true. It's a shame, but we're doing it to ourselves. Self-inflicted. Yeah. Self-inflicted through the I mean, uh, others, radical... Others are inflicting it too, but... And they're piling on, and there's... Demons are celebrating, but it is... They, it couldn't happen without... Without our own failure. So... Well, the, the radical, the democratic... Uh, war machines that have received money through the back door of the White House all these years, not just the past three, four years... Five, six, ten years ago, 
It's back in. It started back in with the uh, Clintons, with those massive airlifts out of Eastern Europe, the backdoor money, then the Chinese, the eight years they were there, and now it's strongholds that are all around the country, particularly in the big cities. I've seen it again and again. I've been in transportation my whole life, 40 years. Wow. No one talks about that. Yeah. No one talks about They don't talk about, the, you know, of course, the canceling of the white man. I've been in corporations at time clocks that canceled out the white man before canceling was ever heard of. Yep. 100 and, 108 white men. Two black men, and today that warehouse has 210 drivers. You know who you are in Florida. You know who I'm talking to, the big corporation with the grocery. And today, take it to the bank, no pun intended. There's 30 whites and 175 blacks at that same time clock that I was at 30 years ago as a young man. So, Are, are you a first-time caller, John? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Your voice sounds familiar. That's why I ask. That's wild, Oh, okay. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just happened to be at the at the uh, large company for 10 years. Highest compensation from warehouse to grocery store in the United States in those days. And behind the scenes, the corporation was taken over. They were, whether it was a, a federal lawsuit, whatever it may be, they hold the record. I call it the switch out of the white man myself. That's just my own terminology. Yeah. It's there. It's real. Yeah. And uh, thankfully, your uh, your shows that are there between JLP and yourself speak the truth. And it's music to my ears. And we've been listening for a while, myself and my co-driver. We drive 48 states now. So I, that's just my thank you. Right on, And man. that's my... That's my uh, country music and uh, cowboy boots and cowboy hats. They used to walk on those docks in those days. Where have they all gone? That was a, uh, a spoiler alert gives me a tip in this chat saying that's from Paula Cole. Where have all the cowboys gone? <laughs> and that, that's who was walking on the dock. So I thought that was my reality for the rest of my life in this country. Yeah. And, and others. And that's not how it was worked out. And it was planned out long time ago the money was handed over back in eastern european days just like it is today as far as the over the road a lot of these corporations operate overseas yeah if you're not familiar with trucking their dispatch their payroll and the profits are sent back over to the eastern european countries in particular serbia wow. and any truck drivers that are on the road or that are they're familiar with this background o'air airport Stronghold to the Serbians, give them a call. Give Mr. Hake a call to give me an amen because <laughs> it's real and it's true. So, yeah, I just thought I'd, I thought I'd give you a little update, and uh, people need to be aware of this because they're fleecing our country of our dollar, of our profits on yeah. the back on the back of the Americans that were born here. So I don't know if that's too heavy or that's right in line with your show, but I really appreciate your time. I just wanted to say that. It sounds like commie capitalism to me, kind of globo homo commie capitalism, where the government and these corporations have made it so that America, it's not for America and American workers and American uh, businesses. It's for money and power and their fake... Uh, their, their selfish gain and their selfish 
uh, false values. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could come down to so many different factors, including yeah. just self hate, self hate of their own American people. Right. That um, don't they don't believe that the, the Americans should be in charge of their own destiny and the um, what you would call our sovereignty, of course, yeah. is at stake. And I think that the trucking industry in particular, because a lot of people don't follow that, you know, the, the, the uh, corporations that have uh, gone overseas or that have established themselves here, but with the technology in the last 10, 15 years, they're you're, uh, dispatching from overseas. So what they're doing is they're keeping their own people, paying them even more money, uh, say, cent per mile, 10, 20% more than the Americans. So this is something that is becoming pervasive in our society or in this industry. And it's something that uh, sooner or later, the, uh, the light needs to be uh, shed on that environment. But uh, it's the, what the JLP and yourself, they would say, the switch out of the white man. You haven't heard it. You haven't exactly heard it every day said that way. Yeah. And I just happen to be in the corporation at that time clock and that address. I live, still live in the same area in South Florida. I've been by there. It looked, the place looks like it's been hit by a bomb since it was uh, built. Massive uh, warehouse, grocery warehouse in January of 1988. I was only there for five years. Seventy-five men were gone in five years. It was only a working wow. group of 110 drivers. I've seen some of them over the road, and I don't know if they're clueless or not. Is that after Clinton took over? Mm -hmm. Is that from well, when Clinton? Over? Is that when Clinton was uh, in in there? Yes. Because yes, 88 the 90s. Is, yeah, the, the early late the 80s, 90s. early 90s. Mm -hmm. And by no, 99, that was Bush. No, that was Bush. Bush. Yeah. Early 90s was Clinton. Uh, 92 or 93 or whatever. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Early on, that's right. It was it was Bush Senior, yep. and then Clinton after that, of course, in 93, 92, 93 for eight years. Yeah. And, and so there was there was there was you could not have. 99% of anybody, today people would go to jail in that corporation that did that. You know, not to be excessive, but in other words, they're, they're, but they sold out their own people, the guys that were at the very top. They know who they are, and I know who they are. Yeah. Uh, as far as sold out their own people, walked them off, and today, just by chance, so to speak, I worked at that corporation those 10 years. And as I said, it was the highest compensation. It paid above union scale for UPS. Yeah. Uh, it was way above UPS in those days. It was a place you would not leave. They'd have to drag you out of there. Did you and get... they made people's lives miserable over there to get them out, to get the numbers correct the oh. way they needed to. And it was way above 50-50%. Did you Go get ahead. ousted yourself? Oh, sure. Sure. 26 years old, 10 years at the company. You can't be here anymore. You bumped into something behind a store, a vending truck. <laughs> and you're gone. You're gone. Wow. And I've seen some of the guys over the road. I said, when you saw me gone at 26 years old, in today's money, it was way over $45 an hour, adjusted for inflation. Wow. Uh, and, and, and a benefit package uh, second to the United States. I said, you didn't know all you guys were gone. And that man looked at me five years ago with my co-driver sitting next to me and said, you ain't kidding. We were all gone. Hadn't seen him in over 20 years. So you're working so for yourself you now? Uh, no, I'm still okay. company truck. I haven't had my own truck in about 20 years. Yeah, I've been driving teams with the same lady for 10 years, 48 states, and still based out of the South Florida area. And so, uh, yeah, 
yeah, it's been an interesting ride to see how things have transitioned, no pun intended, over the past three, three and a half decades, four decades for the working man. Yeah. JLP knows it and then some because he's old school. He's, he's uh, in the age group of my parents. And you and started so, working at 16, huh? 16 in the warehouse. Nice. $3.40. Right my on. way up through the ranks. Old school. And so, old school. I was uh, loading trucks till 3 in the morning. Wow. Getting a couple hours sleep and standing in formation in the Marine Corps Reserve in South Miami, Florida. Nice. In 1985 at 18 years old after six months on active duty at 17. And they just act like you haven't done anything for anybody and you're nobody, and we're gonna, we can remove you at any time. And so what it does is it devalues your fellow man uh, one at a time in those environments. And so it was the tax breaks. It was the, you can't have, but we worked our way up through the warehouse, and whoever made it to the top and survived those three, four, five years of loading trucks, 2,000, 3,000 cases of produce or boxed beef every night, Okay, whoever survived that in three, four years, it was all young guys, obviously. Then you, on a seniority list, you were allowed to get into a truck and train to drive. This, In my case, it was four years before the CDL came out in 1992. This was in 88. And so when you live that and you see the results of your hard labor given off to someone else, just like your boss says, if you don't mind me saying it, the jobs were given away right. to others. And yeah, I mean, still, people want more and more. Matthew Michael in the chat says corporations are filling with immigrants so that the white and black people don't stand a chance today, and it's getting worse. And I've seen—I mean, you've—you've—we've seen that, and they've brought in oh immigrants and all that. We need them to do work that Americans won't do. Well, Americans will do them for one, and especially if we get rid of the welfare and and unemployment and regulations, it'll bring back, like Trump had its, had jobs and production coming back. So, anyway. I appreciate yeah, it, John. People wanted to be there. They, they wanted to be there. Uh, I appreciate it also. Yeah, they wanted to be there and be involved in the corporation and stay through the years and build the company up and be part of something, take pride in it, just like you take pride in your neighborhood and so forth and so on. Yeah. And all these things have diminished. I walked into that dispatch for the first time in 30 years, and I don't know what happened. It looked like what a trap house. Yeah. I don't know how they turned it into that. The people did. I don't know who's in charge of the place now. I just happened out of delivery there, and I had to walk back in and take a look at that because people, they destroy. They don't yeah. build. They don't want to have pride, and so this gets, this gets out of hand. But anyways, great talking to you. And I tell you something, this is like a day before and after in my life. I'm 56 years old now. Nice. I'll be 57 next month. And just, I've never spoke on the radio in my life. And uh, just, to, just to say the truth about what the circumstances were, live through it. And see, those people aren't making equivalent to what we made. And those employees that are there now, they're probably making about uh, $30, $35 an hour. Which and that's is still not a worth as wage in South Florida. That's quite good, but, but it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's not worth as much as it what as it was worth back in the eighties or nineties or two thousands even. It's well, those, money is so those cheap men, now. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I knew many of those young guys that were drivers, and the great majority, as I said, were gone. I grew up with them in the neighborhoods in the suburbs in North Miami, Florida, in the nineteen 
seventies. Wow. Where it was heaven on earth and goodwill to men <laughs> in those days. If you can imagine what I'm saying. And so those people that they replaced us with were individuals that their families and their lifestyle was probably seventy five percent less monetarily. So they knew they could manipulate them and pay them less wow. in the future. So this this is this is this is what the bean counters would do. So they're being played out. We were canceled, but then they're played out for the next thirty years. Well I that, say so to speak. I say day. I say to you guys, and you've done it, is keep it keep on trucking, chin up kings, and God will make a way because you'll be fine. And you've you've proven Amen. that you were fine even with the even with what some might call an injustice. So that's cool. John, appreciate you, man. Take care. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Okay. I didn't appreciate what I had. I've been meaning to get to this for a while. Uh, ridiculous. This is from the far left pocket. Let's see. Men, marriage, regret, fatherly article, Hassan. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I don't even think I got this really f- directly from Pocket. I might have seen a different Pocket article that linked to Fatherly, and then I saw this one right under it. I'm like, oh, no. Why do they, all, they always make... I've made this comment before, and then I will get back to calls. They always make these man-oriented liberal media propaganda outlets like the Good Men Project or... Fatherly, and it's not even necessarily mainstream media, but it's mainstream media friendly, mainstream media oriented, female minded, liberal. Oh, <laughs> I'm putting my, I'm face palming. Looking back, I didn't appreciate what I had. Ten men on their biggest marriage regret. Marriage regret. Some of you guys are married, right? Some of this might be instructive. Subtitle. The subtitle reads, uh, let's see. Okay, uh, go to number two. Uh, I have these numbered, even though there's like 11, 12, 13 screenshots or however many. Um, uh, go to number two, Hassan. Their subtitle reads, refusing to attend therapy. Get that hug off the... (laughs) It shows a black... I'm overreacting to this. Light-skinned black hugging a light-skinned black with big old hair. This gal with big old hair, and he's, like, hugging her all tight. Ugh! Not in public! Ugh! Terrible. That's worse than the kiss. The kiss of death thing (laughs) from the, uh... I'd rather see the kiss of that, uh... You know, the sexual aggression of that Spaniard man. Uh, Anyway. Uh, even though that was consensual. But it's not pretty. Refusing to attend therapy. That's one of the regrets. Not providing the right kind of support. Another regret. Forgetting their priorities. These are the marriage mistakes these men want, want others to avoid. This is by Matt Christensen. Christensen. Uh, out July 11th, 2023 in fatherly. Fatherly. More like mother womanly. Not the good kind of woman. If there is such a thing, shout out to the women and the female-minded males. Uh, 
So he's all, find someone who doesn't have any regrets about their marriage, what they should have prioritized, what they should have said, what they should have done more frequently, and you better grab a camera because you just spotted a creature as rare as a Sasquatch. You know, like uh, Asmodore. The thing is, everyone makes mistakes in relationships. Hopefully you interrogate them and learn to do a bit better down the road. Be better, men, be better, be better. That's what Oprah and Michelle Obama said to men. Okay, so uh, let me jump down and just show these different ones. Number three is really number four. Siding with my mom over my wife. Oh, no. I've been a mama's boy for most of my life. This, this John, age 45, from New Jersey states, my mother is wonderful. Oh, no. <laughs> we hear this all the time on Church with JLP or on the calls, right, of the J.S. Lee Peterson show. My mother is wonderful and was so helpful when we needed someone to help out with the kids. Oh, they advise not to do, JLP advises not to do that. But I know a lot of times grandma will be the, uh, the babysitter for a time. The problem was that I never made a concerted effort to show my wife that I was loyal to her when disagreements her occurred between her and my mom. <laughs> my mom. I didn't stick up for her in a meaningful way, and it caused both insecurity and resentment. It just became a big mess where I always felt like I had to pick a side, but I never could. I realized too late that my wife's is the side I should have chosen to be on. <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have even been his, had his mother in his life so much. Meddling mama. Uh, and I, but then he's like kissing up to his wife now. From kissing up to mama to kissing up to wife. And I needed to honor that commitment for better or worse. Once we were able to acknowledge that through conversations and therapy. Oh, no, men don't go to therapy. <laughs> Everyone's relationship seemed to improve. It makes me wish I'd realized and done something about it much sooner. 45-year-old man. Oh, no, 4A. Forgetting to care for myself. <laughs> I need a little me time, said that guy in that uh, family guy. I need a little me time. Always amused me, that line. Okay, so... Uh, care for myself continued, part B. I got fat, pretty plain and simple. Once the kid, a lot of men do this, you'll notice that. They get fat. Once the kid, first kid was born, I stopped exercising because I convinced myself I didn't have enough time. Listen to Satan. Then I started eating more fast food because it was easier. Sounds like Hake with work a few years back. I also didn't have enough time to cook. When the first year, I think I put on 44 pounds? Well, some people do that more easily than others. I guess, thankfully, Haig has a fast algorithm. Metabolism, not algorithm. My algorithm's not that fast. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was having trouble breathing and getting around. I was irritable. Couldn't concentrate. Never stopped to think that the change is because I was doing a horrible job taking care of myself. I thought taking care of himself was, like, emotionally, but he means physically. Which is also physical, right? Emotions. But I just chalked it up. Welp, I'm a dad now. Guess this is how it goes. Took me almost a year and a half to get back into shape. It's not that long. And I'll always regret the way I handled myself with such laziness. It made me less effective as a father and husband. Could have really wrecked our marriage, said Mark, age 39, from Ohio. Number six, uh, which is screenshot five. Not appreciating what I have. 
Jealousy has always been my biggest flaw. Even when I was younger, I'd always compare myself with my friends. They always had better toys than me, says Matt, age 43, from Illinois. Their parents had more money than mine. They just had better lives in my eyes. Thou shalt not covet. Uh, That's in the Bible. Ten Commandments. Even the Jews obey that. Right? The ones who actually listen to what it says. Uh, I was constantly comparing my family, my house, my job, everything with my friends. Made me really, 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 uh, oh no, really, really unhappy most of the time. Wasn't fair to my wife or son at all. I should have been focused on the miracles, miracles that were happening in my own life instead of always holding them up to measure against the life of other people. Right on, Matt. That's ridiculous. Drinking to cope. I started drinking shortly after our family started growing. It was my coping mechanism. Most people, like most people who turned to alcohol, I thought I had it under control. Maybe I did for a while, says Tom, age 47, from North Carolina. Uh, My wife, I'll regret the period of my life every single day because of how it affected her. I was physically around, but wasn't much use. (laughs) And I wasn't mentally around at all. I'm laughing, but there's some truth to what he's saying. He's a mess. He's a mess. I've been clean for a while now. Realize I'm very lucky. A lot of people just keep spiraling, take much longer, or don't come back at all. I'm so grateful to my wife for her support and tough love and being tough and, oh, being together with her now. Knowing how amazing she is. No! Makes me regret those dark days even more. Why regret it? I don't understand how people regret it. You, you got out of shape, you got back in shape. Where's the regret anymore? Now you're back in shape. Or unless you're just going to die earlier because of that. But why regret it? I don't know. Oh, no, not this one. Number seven. Screenshot seven is number nine. Regret number nine. Refusing to go to therapy. I'll try to plow through this fast to get to calls, guys and gals. My wife and I argued over going to therapy for almost three years. Why did you argue? Why did you argue? That's the first mistake. I was dead set against it. If you were dead set against it, you wouldn't even entertain her conversation about it. I don't know. That's my take. When I look back, the big regret about the whole situation is that I had no good reason for not going. I just thought the two of us should be able to solve our own problems without anyone's help. Maybe you should. I don't know. And that if we did get help, it somehow meant my mar- our marriage wasn't strong. What I learned that our marriage wasn't strong. My stubbornness played a huge part in it. Uh, when I finally gave in, it was because I was sick of being asked to go rather than actually wanting to try it with an open mind. <laughs> I can understand that. The uh, persistence. That's in the Bible. The king will give the widow woman what she wants because she persistently asks rather than he just saying, stop asking. Going to therapy did help our marriage, but it's my fault it took so darn long. He didn't say darn, he cussed. I don't know, man. I think she broke your spirit, but that's my take. 40-year-old Anthony from California. Forgetting my priorities, number 10, which is number 8, screenshot 8. Uh, I wasn't ready to give up some of the things in my life when, I, when my wife and I got married. Or I wasn't ready to reprioritize with respect to starting a family. Still obsessed about sports. Why are so people so into sports? I mean, 
Okay. I mean, people got their stuff that they're into. I wanted to spend time with my friends on the weekends. What's... I don't know. I played a lot of video games. Oh. Danny, age 33, from Maryland. Uh, I spent money on more than I should on, have, have on stupid stuff. Trying to have what I thought was the best of both worlds. The freedom of an unmarried guy mixed with the love and commitment, so-called, of a husband and soon-to-be father. It doesn't work like that. I regret not understanding the importance of making sacrifices. Uh, whatever, I guess you can make some sacrifices. But sometimes they turn into whoops, simp. But anyway, that's nice. Oh, no, I don't like this one. Uh, this is number nine, which is really number two. Screenshot nine, which is number two. Regret number two. The biggest regret I have in my marriage, says Hasib from California. Nice American name, age 36. Not being as supportive as I could have been. The biggest regret I have in my marriage is not paying closer attention. These guys are in their 30s. How do they know what to regret or not to regret? They don't know anything. I know, maybe some 30-something-year-olds are wise, right? Not paying closer attention to and supporting my wife as she changed careers. I wish I could have done a better job comprehending her struggles and encouraging her more. I can now clearly see how my lack of support affected her self-confidence and happiness, and it eats at me. So this guy's all into his emotions over her emotions. That's not... This is a silly regret, man. I regret not being more proactive in reassuring her and expressing interest in her goals. Oh, you're... They're there. I support your goals. By the way, Joel Friday TV is happening uh, in 20 minutes or so, guys. So, uh, I'll plow through the rest of this, uh, emotional expression. Oh, he said the marriage has emotional, requires emotional expression. 10A, not taking enough time for our relationship when the kids were little. This is regret number three, actually. Jumping back up. Uh, 10B, when we had our first child, I've taken the time to really be a better parent. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. That one's okay. Forgetting to listen. No! (laughs) This is number one regret. Forgetting to listen. And then I'll get to calls, guys. Wish I would prioritize listening to my spouse. Spouse? Says Max, age 48, in Ontario, Canada. What do you mean, spouse? You mean wife? Um... More deeply and empathetically. Oh, that's a liberal word. Makes me, I want to grab this spittoon, but I don't have time. It gnaws at me. <sighs> because I now realize the immense power of truly hearing and understanding one's partner. Oh, why is he saying partner? He's Canadian. Cut him some slack. But he's 48. You should know better. You're Gen X. <sighs> In the early years of our marriage, I am a... a fe- uh, I hope that he's talking about a wife. I don't know. I don't care, actually. I wish I had recognized the significance of providing my uninvited attention when my spouse wanted to share her thoughts. Okay, her. Why is he using non-gendered language? (laughs) I missed opportunities to connect on a deeper level and truly comprehend her emotions. 
by not feeling fully present. Well, you should be present and pay attention to what's this somewhat watch yourself and watch this nutty person, make sure she doesn't go out of control too much, at least with regard to the children. I now understand listening goes beyond more than hearing, mere hearing, fully present, empathizing with my partner's perspective and validating her feelings. Max, stop it. And I'll say it right to the camera. Stop it. But that's the woman orient, womanly oriented fatherly. Shameful. <sighs> hey, Karen in uh, Manhattan, New York. I heard her on American Anchor Baby the other day. Karen, thanks for calling. How you doing? Yes. I'm okay. How you doing, Hake? I'm doing fine. It's your first time calling Hake on the Hake Report, I think. Or no? Yes, this is my first time. Sweet, you got banned from this the chat because you're. Time. You got banned from the ch- <laughs> chat because oh, I won't get into it, but this no, is that. Don't Karen. do it. Spoiler alert. For, <laughs> yeah, he's been clapping me out. That's okay. I love him anyway. Nice. Right on. Okay, you got. You were talking earlier about um, jobs in America and the American foreign people and how. We need to get rid of the welfare system. Yeah. I can agree with you a little bit on that, but it is still needed because there's a lot of people who cannot work, who will never work, and they just can't suffer with nowhere to go, no food to eat, and stuff like that. So the government provides services, benefits for these kind of people. I do agree that a lot of people, they take advantage. They can work. They don't want to work. They're lazy. Right. Um, when it comes down to foreign people and them letting this mass immigration chaos happen, yeah. And for the American people to believe that the foreigners is going to come take away these jobs and stuff like that, then if the if these foreigners get these jobs, that means the American people did not want these jobs. These American people need to step up and take these positions in order to survive out here, especially right now in this economy. There's some truth to that, but sometimes, you know, some of the Bond guys over the years have stood out uh, with the Mexicans, like outside Home Depot, and they'll pick the Mexicans rather than the blacks or the whites. And uh, so there's there's some cases where where they do want those jobs, but... Uh, the the foreigners will get in before them. There is some truth to what you're saying, and there's truth, too, to what you said about the uh, welfare thing, but I don't think that the government has business doing that. It could be somebody else taking care of those people who really can't uh, take care of themselves. And if we okay, got rid of so minimum wage... You, you, yeah, go ahead. So you just said you were speaking about marriage and divorce and people being single. You know, there's a lot of people, I've seen cases where older women, um, their husbands, not just divorce them, they can, the husband might even pass away after taking care of their family, their wives, their home, and they leave these wives on their own with no way, but whatever retirement that he left behind for her. These women need help because they can't work. And they need to be able to to survive, like I said. But, but, they, but it doesn't on, have on to be the government. That, 
Yeah, it, it is the government. Who else but, would it be? They don't have any family. Yeah, it doesn't they have don't to be have the government. Any work ethic. They don't. They don't have any education. Their husbands been taking care of them all their life, most of their life. It doesn't so have to be. I'm telling you, leaves, it could be the church, the local church. It could be the neighbors. What local church. It could be the local church. What or the, neighbors? Do you see how evil people are nowadays? Do you see how evil you the government even is? Knock on your next door <laughs> do you do you see how I'd evil rather, the I, government is? I'd rather go to the government for help than knock on my next door neighbor for sugar. So that's, that's why I'm saying... One most likely would not give me the sugar or give me the sugar and then hold it up against me like, oh my <laughs> God, she needs sugar. She's broke. She's poor. She's broke. She's this. She's that. That's what the government the does. Government. That's what the government does that's to people. That's not what the government does. Yeah, it does. It doesn't have to be the government. You, I don't think you should be worrying your pretty little head about politics because you're not thinking about it clearly. You're used to the government doing it. I don't it. care at all about politics. I know, but you just said, but this is politics when you're talking about the government taking care of people. The government doesn't have to be the one to do it. It's, it's not just politics, Mr. Hague. It's about, it's a way of life. It's survival. People need help. But that's the not, the, Bible's, the, the Bible that never said the government should be the one to do it. The Bible said the church. What the family, church be the what one family to do it. and friends and neighbors do people have to go to, especially right now these days? If you get rid of the government uh, doing it, people will step in and do it. There's too many. There's people? too many do-gooders right now. Where are they? I need. I need some addresses, some names, some numbers. I would love to meet one. They're they're all over the place, even in New York. These do-gooders. Why are you I trying to, to get some one. free stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need my rent paid. I, I need new clothes every season. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I need to meet someone. I, I mean, I can't even meet a husband out here to make ends meet. I mean, I'm working. I, I wish I didn't have to. Like JLP says, if I had a husband, I would be at home yeah. with the kids in a house. Buck naked all day, every day, just waiting for him to come home. The kids you know, don't want to see you kids, naked. But <laughs> not in front of the kids. They'll be aware else. <laughs> but I wish it could be that way. Unfortunately, it's not that way. Yeah, it's and good to I accept. Meet a man, it's good for men and women to accept life as it is and accept reality. Accept your lot exactly. in life and have a good attitude. Nice. Definitely. I've, I've learned that in the past. Since 2019, since this COVID-19 thing then took place. Yeah. Got stronger about it. I'm out here alone. Nice. And the men out here are either gay as this, or <laughs> they so straight, they won't even look at a black female. And then when you, you just mentioned a little while ago about Mexicans and blacks sitting outside Home Depot somewhere trying to get picked for a job and the blacks don't get picked, it's because of the, the ongoing... What was what, what the tradition of what black people has caused themselves and made themselves out to look? I thought of that as, too. Like I did think like of that. They're, you they're can't not trusted. Trust them. Yeah, exactly. If they get mad at you, you got to be careful. They're going to get violent. They're going to destroy the business. They're going right. to destroy you. Yep. And they don't care about being arrested. So it's all the all these generations. That's what it has led up to. Very about, true. Especially about black people. Yep. When on the other hand, these Mexicans, they'll come and build a whole building like in a year and be like, listen, no time off. Let's do this. Let's get it out the way. Let's move to the building, the next building. And that's 
the that's the statistic they've grown for themselves. Yeah, they've gotten so a, a reputation that they work fault. hard, supposedly. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, but you, life works out. You'll notice that life works out. You still survive. You make a way. So, right. God, you, I the mean, Lord you provides. To. You're fit. You're I'm not here, fat, right? I'm You're here. fit. You're asking me if I'm fat. No, I'm so asking you if you you're fit. Know, Somebody no, asked, you want to know? No, you ask me if I'm fat. No, I asked you if you're fit. You're not <laughs> fat, right? <laughs> I am. You know, um, listen, I'm not going to answer that question. Nice. You got to come see for yourself. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's yes. great to hear you from you, Karen. What an you? honor. What did you say? Do you want me to come visit you? Um, only if you want to come visit. You're talking Can about I church the and, at your house? and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why not? Because I'm a very private come person. On, hey, stop <laughs> me too. We You're can making be me blush. Together. I got to go. Stop blushing, Hagen. Just, you want my cell phone number? You got my cell phone number. You call me anytime. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you. Yeah, even in the middle of the night. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> you tell, tell, please tell everyone I said hi, especially Jesse. I wonder what he's doing right now. Nice. And the American Inca baby uh, was trying to humble me on Friday night. I yeah. do appreciate that. And um, he's my new boyfriend now. So yeah, cool. I'm going to have to talk about that. Nice. <laughs> Take care, <laughs> I'm going to come see the both of y'all. We're going to spend the weekend together. Happy Men's History Month to you. Happy Men's History Month. Happy White History Month. Happy Husband History Month. And and oh, Anchor Baby and the American Anchor Baby really loved your conversation on uh, Friday. I was listening yeah, to it on Saturday. He liked it. Yeah, he likes when I call in. I turned him on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Karen, take care. Thank you for taking my call. It's been a pleasure hearing your voice. You t- uh, one last thing, you talk too much, Jake. I know. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, right. I was on hold <laughs> for a long time just here listening to you talk. All right. Take care, Karen. Thanks again. Okay, I'm sorry I have to hang up. I'll talk to you again soon. You have a blessed day. All right, you too. Bye. And I hung up first before any click, and she didn't even hang on the longest. Latin A in Cali. Let me quickly get to her. Let me try to get to all the calls. Latin A in Cali. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hey. Well, now I know I'm not supposed to hang up first, okay? (laughs) Thank you. Oh, yeah, you were quick on me, huh? You went click. Oh, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, I grew up in a small town In central California Nice And when Oliver said You know where did all the men go Or what was he saying Where does all the men go Or where did all the cowboys go Cowboys But it's kind of yeah, like men Yeah there used to be cowboys in my area Cowboys in your area a- Yes And there was more farmland But the farmland has been disappearing Um uh, sometimes when I go walking, um, well, like a couple of days ago, I saw where some of the white men have gone. They're like living under the bridges. Yeah. Some of them, and some of them are deceased. A lot of them have overdosed. Yeah. Um, I have friends who are from even smaller towns in the like, in the hills near like Yosemite. You know. Yeah. Like. A lot of them have ended up on drugs, like when they were teenagers, and it seems like I'm I'm really shocked that there would be so much so much people, white people, on drugs who live out in the mountains and stuff. 
Yeah. It seems like it was dangerous, but my, cause my friend had told me what happened, how like her brother and her, like they would be partying, you know, and then like some drug pusher happens to be at the party. Usually, usually it would be like someone a little bit older uh-huh. who was trying to make money. And, you know, people like, I don't think they realize there's a danger in like going to party with people that they don't know because you need to, you know, they, used to tell women in the old days, you know, watch your drink. If you go to a bar, don't, like, look away from your drink. Yeah. Someone can put a roofie in there or something. Yep. Well, it can happen to men, too. Right. Yeah, especially nowadays. Yes, men need to be aware of this because there are a lot of men getting out of prison who aren't gay. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Terrible. Yeah, watch out. It's an evil world, and it seems to be—it seems to be at a high point in terms of cruelty and heartlessness and cold-bloodedness. So, watch out. Fair warning, Lectine. Yeah, and when you guys were talking about like um, the people that pick the Hispanics over the blacks or whites for uh-huh. the jobs. Yeah. Well, I was at Target. The day before yesterday, I know I shouldn't shop there anymore, <laughs> uh-huh. but I needed help. And there were two women that were folding clothes, so I asked them for help. And then she immediately started speaking to me in Spanish, telling me she doesn't speak English, and and basically like shooing me away to another lady that was over there that could speak English. Yeah, I do speak Spanish, but I will still talk to them in English. Right, that's their English, you know, and. She didn't know any, um, seemed like, and she looked like she was fresh from over the border because <laughs> they don't know how to put on makeup. They don't know how to do their hair. They don't know how That's to. That's funny. They just look, they just, they just look different. Okay. Like, you know, before the people who follow the laws, there's a stereotype, even Mexicans in Mexico say, like my cousins, she would always say, you can always tell the classes by their beauty and this lady was not beautiful wow that's <laughs> so funny a, I, Terrible. I wonder if she's even legal you know what i mean yeah I don't know. but so she doesn't speak english the other lady didn't speak english so now even a regular person with no education is going to have to compete with jobs against these non-english speaking people at target terrible yeah, and it's true. It's next thing the the population has exploded in California, I think. And it's partly because yeah. of this type of situation with the immigrants. Yeah, and, and I all really that. hate and I hate when other people will like talk crap to me and like chat and say, Oh, I'm from Cali, I must be a liberal, you know what I mean? And it's like not even like that. Right. You know, yep. you're from California, aren't you in California? Isn't just yeah, <laughs> we're in California. We're not liberals. <laughs> I was right? never a liberal, really. Latin A, you know what? I got to cut this short. I got to move forward to open it up for Joel Friday here because I don't want him to start late. But I appreciate your call. Call me again. Latin A, take care. Yeah, I should, yes, thank you. Okay, cool. Bye. Uh, William in California and the rest of the callers. William wanted to comment on my mildly attractive stuff. Man, I was trying to get to you. But 
Now I gotta play Leave Me Alone by Left Out. And it's a, it's a, uh, well, enjoy it. It is a uh, instrumental. It's an instrumental. Adios, America. I can't stick with you through it because I gotta give up the chair for Joel Friday here. Joel Friday TV on YouTube. Bye.